Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that will help you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. Together, for you. Welcome to episode 60 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you taking your time to listen. On today's podcast, I'm going to teach you how to face any week, no matter how packed full and challenging, and come out with your weight loss plans on track. But first to introduce myself, I'm a family physician and an obesity medicine physician, and I am a weight loss coach for physicians. Through my weight loss coaching for physicians, I combine my knowledge of obesity and the treatment of obesity from my my obesity medicine training, and I combine my life coaching skills that I've gained through life coach certification with uh, the Life Coach School. I help physicians go from feeling overwhelmed and exhausted about their emotional eating and other eating behavior, and I take them to understanding why the behavior is there and how to correct it for good without relying on willpower. These are the same skills that I've used personally to lose 55 pounds and maintain it, and the same skills and techniques that I use in working with my obesity medicine clients in the group medical visits that I do as part of my program. Uh, And they're extremely powerful. If you would like to give up the struggle for good and just have peace with your weight loss path and figuring out your eating behaviors, then coaching is probably the most effective way to do that. It's extremely powerful and the way to experience it for yourself and see what a difference coaching could make in your weight loss journey is to book a free introductory session with me. That gives us a chance to talk one-on-one over video conference and see what you need and how I could best help you. Head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca, click on the work with me tab and schedule your free coaching session today so that we can get started. All right. So raise your hands for me if you have those weeks, tell me I'm not alone in this, where you schedule stuff out ahead and it all seems okay when it's on a calendar and then the week comes and you look at it and you go, what did I do? When did I think that was going to be a good idea? I think we all have these weeks because I think we all have a tendency to overschedule ourselves and just fit one more thing in and I just need to do this one thing. And then all of a sudden the combination of it all ends up with so much on your calendar that it can feel very overwhelming. It can feel like you're drowning. It can feel like there's no way you're going to make it through. And the problem, if you're working on your weight and if particularly if you struggle with emotional eating or binge eating or anything like that, In those situations that generate all that overwhelm and sense of being super hectic and super busy, all of that is often triggers for eating off plan. And so we could just focus, okay, let's have a super busy week and let's just hang on tight and try and keep to our plan. But I think we've probably all tried that, right? And that is using willpower. That's like super crazy week, feeling incredibly overwhelmed and just white knuckling it to try to get yourself to still eat your salad and the food you packed, but probably ending up eating other stuff or going out or eating things off plan as kind of like, 
I, I used to think of it as like a release valve, like things would just build up to the point where I was like, Ugh, I just need to eat something else. And what I want to propose to you today in today's session is having a busy week and just focusing on what you're going to eat probably isn't your most efficient way to approach it. And again, it relies on willpower. Willpower is a limited resource. At some point you reach that decision fatigue level and then you make choices that you didn't plan on. What I want to propose to you and give you the tools for in today's session is how can you actually create a plan for yourself and how can you approach a busy week? So from that moment where you look at your upcoming week on your calendar and you go, yo, (laughs) what did I do? From that moment, putting things in place that then keep the week going as smooth as it can, even if it's super busy, so that you're not feeling overwhelmed, you're not feeling taxed to your maximum to the same extent, and you actually have some space to still make your food plans as you would normally. But making them with a different, it becomes like a different feeling. So instead of like that white knuckling, like, oh, I just need to make myself eat this. It's just like, this is just what I plan on eating. And this is what I'll eat because it's like any other week. And that's all done through managing not the food, but managing all the other stuff during that week to make it simple for you to choose the right food. So the reason why I chose this topic this week, I'd actually planned out a different topic and then I'm like, no, I think I should talk about this, is I'm having one of those weeks. And so I've, uh, I was away with my husband over the weekend, which was lovely and a really nice break. And thank you to my parents for taking care of my kids during that time. Um, But we came home to... I knew my office was short-staffed physician-wise. We were down sort of 50% of our physicians. Uh, So I came home knowing that I was having to work more in the office and my days would be busier in the office um, to try to catch up. And then also the day we were coming home, one of our twins uh, got started to develop fever. So it was facing a week of trying to juggle a kid being home from school with both of us working. Um, And then on top of that, just all the other normal stuff, like the kids' activities for the ones that are still healthy, the, um, you know, getting meals prepared, grocery shopping, all that kind of stuff. And then this weekend, we have a couple different events. So there's things that we'll need to prepare and do for those. And so this coming home from our trip while we're driving home, I was thinking, okay, this is the type of week that it would be really easy to get myself into a state of feeling overwhelmed. And historically, when I felt overwhelmed during a week like this, this would be the type of week where I could go quite off plan on how I eat and end up reverting back to old behaviors like eating fast food and not really tell or telling myself I don't really care about what I eat or I don't really care if I stick to my plans, making food choices that end up with me actually feeling worse, which is a trick that I've noticed. Uh, my brain tells me, okay, this food will make you feel better. But when I eat it during a busy week, I actually have less energy. I'm more tired. I feel physically not as good. And so by giving in or eating that food that my brain says, I should as a source of comfort, it actually makes my week harder, which is something that I'm trying to be aware of. So 
coming home, I recognized this week as a week that had the potential to trigger some old behaviors if I wasn't careful on how I approached it. And so then that led me to think, okay, what am I going to do to manage this week? And that's where I thought it'd be worthwhile to talk about the an approach you can use on today's episode so that when you have one of these weeks, you can sit down and set yourself up with a plan. So it can still be a busy week. It can still feel busier than usual, but it doesn't have to end with you feeling totally depleted and feeling like you just lost control of everything. It can actually end with you feeling like you stayed in control and you got stuff done and you did a good job and then you let it, then you move on. So the technique for doing this is really built on some pre-planning. I think what we often do with busyness is we kind of try not to think about it because sometimes thinking about it feels overwhelming. And so then the week comes and we end up in the middle of it and we almost, you know, are surprised by it. And then we end up just being in the trenches and feeling like we have no other choice but just to muscle our way through. And the reality is generally we can flag these weeks, these days, whatever it is in advance and recognize it if we just pay attention. And I think it's less overwhelming to look at what busyness might be on your schedule when you have some of these tools so that you know what to do about it and how you're going to manage yourself through it versus just seeing a busy week and feeling like you have no choice but to be overwhelmed by it. So pre-planning and recognizing these in in advance is really key to uh, managing them and having essentially a good outcome. And that means that you do have to kind of when you recognize it's coming up, take a little bit of time to sit down and get your thoughts in order about what you're going to do about it. If you just try and wing it, then that often leads to that element of surprise, which, you know, it's funny around food and things like that. Our brain likes to pretend that it's surprised by things like, wait, I've talked about like walking into the movie theater and getting hit by that smell. And if you don't pre-prepare yourself for it, then your brain can easily be like, what? There's delicious smells here? I wasn't expecting that. I have no choice but to eat it. Same sort of thing with a busy week. If you don't prepare yourself in advance, then what your brain can be like is, what? This week is busy and I'm overwhelmed? I had no idea. We need to go to fast food. That's what my brain would tell me. And so sitting down and being intentional doesn't let your brain get away with that because that can be a slippery, tricky little thought that our brains can do when we're in a state of feeling a bit kind of pushed to our max. So the other thing that I think is worthwhile mentioning in this concept is just the idea more from a longer term approach about overscheduling ourselves. So I think we as physicians generally do that a lot. We're taught that in training to essentially overschedule ourselves and just keep working till the work is done. And I think it carries forward. And especially, you know, when you're trying to maybe play multiple roles or carry your own practice or things like that, uh, we have a lot of sense of responsibility and it often feels that we have to do more to take care of things. And that if we're not doing it, it won't get done 
it can be really easy to get into that. But the reality is long term, that's probably not a super healthy way for us to approach. So if we constantly are giving, 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 giving at the expense of ourselves and, you know, doing more, doing more, fit more in the day, another meeting, all that sort of stuff that we tend to do, long term, we're not going to be able to keep taking care of people. That's when we end up in burnout and things like that. So from a long term perspective, deciding how much you actually can reasonably do in a week and protecting that. Um, I think is really important. And I say that with the full knowledge that that's something I'm still working on. And, and I have worked on for all my years of practice. So I've now been in uh, out of residency for 13 years now, which oh my gosh, that makes me sound old. But keeping this aspect of my personality that like, yeah, sure, I can help Yeah, sure, I can get that done. Aspect under control is something that I still have to work with. And I've been working on actually scheduling in before I schedule other things in my calendar, like before I do my office, uh, where I'm going to be in the office and the times I'm going to be available for coaching is I've actually started scheduling in free time for myself, because what was happening is I was never actually getting free time in my schedule. It was just full of work, of various types of work, and then kids and family. And so that's been a big step for me, but it's something that it's still it's still easy to let things creep in. And I think if you really want to do this, where you actually have some time blocked off for yourself, you really have to protect it. And essentially, you're protecting it from yourself because of that mindset that we all have of, yeah, 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 I can just get it done. I'll have time for myself later. I'll figure that piece out later. We need to actually make ourselves the priority that we don't wait to figure out when we can have time for ourselves. We give ourselves time so we can better help other people and better do the other roles in our life. So like I said, it's something that I continue to work on. I think I'm far better. Like I remember in the years um, when I was new in practice, I would go in these big waves where I would be like, work, 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 work. And like, oh crap, I'm burnt out. (laughs) And I really can't stand the idea of, you know, being in the office, and I feel so overwhelmed, to then pulling way back, having some weeks where I feel, oh, this is easy, I've got so much time, yeah, sure, I can do that, yeah, I can take that other shift, and then it would just come back. And so I think I do do far better than what I used to in keeping a balance, but I think there's always room for improvement in this. So if you find that these busy weeks happen frequently to you, then what I would encourage you to do is take some steps back and look at why are the busy weeks happening frequently and how would you actually prefer them to be and changing how you schedule yourself. And I think that can be hard to do, but recognize that it is okay to say no to stuff. We do not have to do everything that we're asked to do. And if we say no, it will still get done. It's not that we are the only person that's able to do that, even though sometimes we like to think that. And so it's okay to say no. That's a global a global note in this episode and also something that I keep reminding myself personally to do. All right, let's get into the actual steps of how to face a busy week and come out with your plans intact on the other side. Step number one is... 
how you think matters. So think of all the words we would describe a busy week with. So if you wake up and you're picturing the week ahead and you feel that it's a bit more than what you wanted, what words do we think and how do we think about it? And the ones I came up with, we think it's it's busy, it's super busy, it's hectic, there's not going to be enough time, I'm not going to get enough done, there's so much to do, I'm so overwhelmed by the week. And there's so many more, like I'm sure you can list off a whole lot of ones. But the fact is, this way of thinking, which really ultimately boils down to a bit of like scarcity in our time and our availability, it, the thinking about it this way winds us up. So it takes what is going to be a, you know, time-wise fairly busy week, and it can wind us up to make it an overwhelming week before we even start, right? Which is an interesting thing with the thinking is it's like a projection of how the week will be, but it's not actually how the week has been necessarily. And I've caught myself doing this where I have had weeks where I feel really overwhelmed by them. And when I really look at it, it's not the actual events that have made me feel overwhelmed. It's this like mental prediction my brain does of what the week might be like, how busy it could get. Like this week, I'm on call starting today till for the next three days for obstetrics. And so often with call, there's like this mental prediction about it could get really busy, but it may not, depending on what your call's like. Um, like our, our call is sometimes it's totally fine. Sometimes it's super busy. But me predicting that it could be really busy creates anxiety, creates overwhelm, but doesn't actually change anything and doesn't make it any easier. So the first step is how you think matters is we have to watch these thought patterns that have the end result of winding us up and making us feel overwhelmed. And we have to choose intentional ways of viewing the events of the week that make us less overwhelmed and make us feel more calm and in control. Or at least those are the emotions that I usually look for. I look for thoughts that'll generate more calm and control feelings for me. You might be different, like maybe yours is focus, maybe... Um, yours is neutral, whatever feeling you think you would like to have going through this week, what you then need to do is ask yourself, okay, what thought do I need that would help generate that feeling? So for me, I have a number of thoughts that I lean on. Um, The ones that I'm using this week is everything that needs to get done will get done. And I find that to be quite a calming thought for myself And it kind of refocuses me on the priorities, not all the other stuff. Um, The other one that I've used is I can handle anything. And that kind of helps me when my brain's trying to do a lot of predicting forward about what it could happen if I just remind myself, no matter what happens, I handle it. I always have, and I totally can. But you know what? It's using the call example again. It's easier to handle a busy call day if I'm just calm going in. It's harder to handle a busy call day when I've spent time anticipating how busy it could be and how much that might impact my sleep. That's usually what drives my anxiety up is picturing that I might not sleep and I might have to work the next day, especially as I get older. Uh, But so that anticipation actually makes the call harder than if I can just stay calm, remind myself I can handle it, 
And then I happen to have a busy call shift, long deliveries, get called in the night, don't sleep. It's a much better experience if I go in it with that calm feeling instead of that like anticipatory anxiety type feeling from thoughts about how busy it could be and how it could feel to not sleep and still have to keep working. So whatever your week looks like, and especially if you have weeks like this a lot, really work on developing a set of thoughts that work for you. And I have to say, this is probably one of the most powerful things that I've done through my years of life coaching is manage my thinking around work. Um, It sounds simple, like that I'm just saying, well, just think something different, but it really can completely change the experience of a busy day, a busy week, um, a busy call shift. If you just work and intentionally choose how you want to think about it. And if you change the whole experience of that day, the outcome is that you have more of you left at the end of the day. You're not wiped out. You've got more decision-making power. You feel calmer, more in control. And from a weight loss perspective, that then puts you in a better state to make food choices that fit with your plan, make food choices that care for your body not that are just trying to alleviate some sort of emotional discomfort from your overwhelm and your feeling of overly busyness. Okay, so step one was get our thoughts in order, choose our thoughts that we want to think intentionally. Step two is to decide on your priorities. Ask yourself what needs to be done this week and what can be let go of. So I was working with my coach last night and she was getting me to do this and it was I found it interesting watching myself do it because I found this really hard. Everything that was in my head felt like it should be a priority and we listed out priorities and guess what? My first priorities were all work. And then I'm like, wait, there's no self-care on that. I should be a priority. And so then we came up with some self-care and then I was like, my family's not actually on that. And so it really kind of opened my eyes into how my brain thinks in default during a busy week. And I think was a really great exercise to actually write it down and look at it. I think the other piece of why this is an important exercise is because there are things in that busyness, in that kind of swirl in your brain of everything that needs to get done. There are things that don't absolutely have to get done this week. And so if you think through, you know, what things are truly important to get done and what things are truly urgent to get done, that's a good way of looking at it. And then what things, you know, could get done next week? What things could get let go of entirely? I think we all have stuff on our to-do list that we drag with us through multiple to-do lists, but never actually get it done. And maybe it just doesn't need to be on that to-do list. Because when it's there, we you we think about it and use it to kind of churn ourselves up about how we're not getting things done. But maybe it actually just doesn't have to be there. And then it doesn't have to bother you. So for me, what things don't need to get done this week I, at the beginning of the week, I was like, oh, this sounds simple, but it it really was making me feel more stressed. It's like, oh, I have to get my, like, figure out how to get in for an appointment for my eyebrows, which are looking rather on the bushy side right now. And I've decided that's something that I can let go. I can live with some bushy eyebrows. Probably the majority of people that see me will not notice that my eyebrows 
are in need of some threading. And it opens up a little bit more space. And it was one little, you know, little, another piece of straw in my haystack that I was able to just remove and not worry about this week, give myself permission to not worry. So, you know, maybe there's things you can let go of, like, maybe you can, you know, maybe this is a week where you skip a meeting instead of going to it. Um, Maybe it's a week where you cut down on how you're scheduling yourself in the office a little bit if there's outside of office stuff that's uh, being a demand on your time. There's so many different things that you could do, but it takes you asking yourself that question and actually kind of holding yourself to it. Because otherwise, the default is we want to weasel out of it. Like we want to be like, no, I have to do everything. Like the default is our brains are like, we have to do it all. It all has to get done now. It's all urgent. And that makes us feel overwhelmed. But when you really hold yourself to it and really look at it and go, okay, what truly is urgent and what are my true priorities, that can really help you just layer out some stuff. You can delay some stuff till next week. You can delay some stuff till longer. You can take things off your list entirely. And make sure, lesson from myself, make sure you are on that priority list. Because if you are not on your priority list in a busy week, chances are you're not going to keep taking care of yourself during that week. If you're at the bottom of the priority list, then everything else is going to take a priority over you and your health, including your your eating. So putting yourself on that priority, even if it means you take something else off, I think is really important. All right, step number three is decide what can be streamlined and simplified. So we often look at a week and we think things have to go the way we first picture them to. But if we put our problem-solving brains to work, which our brains are very good at that when we give them good questions, and we ask ourselves, what things could I streamline in this week that would make the week go more easily? You'll come up with some answers and you'll come up with some things that you may not have thought of, but that might actually work quite well. Um, And so things to think about would be like pre-planning some meals and pre-cooking some meals is one option. And what I like to do, if I can, is when I'm making a dinner, I, if in a really busy week, have another dinner cooking. So like if I'm cooking something on the stovetop, I could be roasting some meat and vegetables in the oven for dinner the next night, or I could be preparing things and throwing them into the slow cooker. So tomorrow morning, I take the slow cooker out and put it on the stove and or not not put the slow cooker on the stove put the slow cooker in the insert or in the um, unit and turn it on Um, so there are if you look at it there are ways that you can maximize your time when you are doing meal prep and cooking so that one unit of time actually can prepare multiple meals for you so you've got lots of choices and lots of healthy food to get you through the week that can just be grab and grow grab and go from there on in Um, The other like food prep things would be maybe this is a week where you eat from your freezer. Maybe this is a week where you focus on eating the leftovers that are in your fridge. Maybe this is a week where you let meals be simple, like just cook some eggs and bacon for a dinner. Um, There's lots of different things that you can just let be simplified. From non-food perspectives, like this week, I had yesterday, I 
worked a full office day, had a sick kid with me for part of the office day, and didn't get notes done. I was a bit, my brain was a little not totally focused. Finished seeing people, went to start doing some notes, and my Dragon um, voice recognition program was not working. <laughs> so I, I depend on voice recognition dictation for doing my notes because it's far more efficient for me than typing. And it wasn't working after having a whole week or a whole day, busy day of seeing people and not having been doing notes partway through. And so then I sat there and tried to fix it, which took probably longer than it would have taken for me to just type the notes, to be honest. So I'm starting today where after I finish this podcast, I have to go work on those notes. And then I start my office in uh, basically an hour. So it could be really overwhelming. And in the past, I've let that be really overwhelming about carrying those notes forward. And when am I going to get them done? But one of the things I'm going to simplify is I'm going to be tough on myself to make sure my notes are actually simple. It's really easy, especially when you're dictating to just keep talking and keep being elaborate, make sure all the little facts are in. But this week is probably not that week to have those notes. This week would be the week to get the notes done, have like good documentation done, but not perfect documentation. Have the very relevant pieces in the notes, but not have all the little itty bitty minutia that we talked about in the notes. So that's one of the things I'm simplifying. Maybe in a busy week, you simplify some of your kids stuff. Like maybe you talk to a friend and carpool to an activity. So you're not doing the driving for the whole activity. Maybe you just decide that your kid's missing an activity that week if it's really busy. There's so many different things, but our brain won't generate those answers unless we ask it the good question. So if we just think this week is going to be so busy and so overwhelming, I don't know how I'm going to do it. You won't get any good answers from that. But if you ask yourself a question like, how could I streamline some of the stuff we have to do this week? Or how could I simplify some of the stuff we have to do this week? You probably will start to get some answers. All right, step number four is schedule your self-care. We kind of talked about that when talking about your priorities, but here's the reality. And I'm sure all of you can attest to this and can see it having happened in your own life. If we don't actually schedule in when we're doing things for ourselves and protect that time, like I was talking about earlier, it will not happen, especially in a busy week. If you're like, okay, I'm going to, you know, go for a walk to take care of myself, have some time to meditate or take a rest in the, this afternoon. Or if it's not actually scheduled in, it is so easy for everything else to just eat up that time and you not end up having that time. And so for self-care stuff, sit down, put it in your schedule. When are you going to take time for yourself? If you're going to read a book at a certain time, put it in your schedule. If you're going to have a bath one evening, put it in your schedule. If you're going for a walk, put it in the schedule. If you're doing thought work and thought downloads and doing journaling, schedule it so that it's there. And when you're looking at your schedule and you're tempted to take on one more thing, you'll know what you're actually giving up. Like often we'll say, okay, yeah, I can do that. But we're saying yes to that and giving up something else. And usually what we're giving up is the time for ourselves. So in a busy week, like I said, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going to be able to take care of others. And so you need to schedule in your own time. 
And by actually having that scheduled time, it also helps that if you are having a busy day and you're feeling kind of tired from a day, if you know you have something to look forward to that's in your schedule, it can make it easier. If you know, okay, right now is busy, but I've got time blocked off for myself to go for a walk later, and that's going to feel nice. It can make it easier while you get through that busy part. I think the other piece to know when you're scheduling self-care is it doesn't have to be a lot. It's not like you have to block off four-hour chunks to have some self-care. Like maybe it's five-minute chunks to do a little meditation during the day. That's, you know, if you did a five-minute meditation in the middle of a busy day, you would most likely find that the rest of the day went a lot better. Even if you went for a five- or ten-minute walk on your lunch hour, and delayed doing those notes for five or 10 minutes, that's going to make the rest of the time go easier. So it's not that you have to schedule big blocks, because that can be overwhelming, if we let it. But we can focus on what are little self care things I can put into the schedule that will help keep me going through the week. Another thing I would say is look at the things that you do to unwind. So often when we come home tired from a day at work, okay, I need to unwind let's watch Netflix, let's scroll on the phone or on iPad. And what I want you to ask yourself is, is it truly activities that replenish you? So often things like Netflix or social media or being on your phone, things like that seem like they're helping you unwind, but they don't actually replenish you. Like if you ever had that where you've been on looking at your social media stuff, looking at, looking at it. And when you finish, you actually feel just as kind of stressed and tired as when you went on. Or same thing with Netflix, like you turn on and you do some binge watching, but at the end of it, you feel just as tired. Versus if you did something that actually feels replenishing to you, you may, like say a walk, for example, you may feel tired and not really want to go for the walk, but you go out for the walk and when you get back, you actually feel a bit better. So when you're planning these self-care activities, look for those activities that actually make you feel a little bit better. All right. And then my final tip, tip number five is if you have a really busy week that feels just really packed, schedule something nice for yourself when it's done and nice for yourself that's not food related when, if we're looking at this from a perspective of weight loss. Because what can happen is you get through a super busy week, you hold on, you follow your plan, things go okay. And then when the busyness kind of releases, like that constraint is released, then sometimes that's where we fall apart. And it's like, okay, well, I need to treat myself. I need, I deserve this. Those sorts of thoughts can start coming up. So if you're going to have a really busy week, what I want you to do is plan, okay, this chunk of time is fairly busy, but I'm going to plan this fun activity like going skiing or going swimming or going for a walk with friends. Something that, again, feels replenishing to you but is not directly food focused that you can look forward to through the week and that can give you that, okay, I deserve to have this time and deserve to do this enjoyable activity because I did just have a busy week and I got a lot of stuff done. And that avoids that default because some people fall apart during the week, but some people fall apart after the busyness. And so by scheduling, replenishing, self-care, enjoyable sort of treat activities, 
after the busyness, it will hopefully help prevent that falling apart when the busyness is done. All right, to summarize, your steps to face a busy week and come out with your plans intact. Number one is how you think matters. Choose how you want to think intentionally about the week and stick to it. Practice it throughout the week. Number two is decide on your priorities. Look at what truly has to get done and what you could let go of for the week. Either defer or let go of entirely or delegate and make sure that you're actually on that priority list. Number three is decide what could be streamlined or simplified in your week to make things a little bit smoother. And that might mean doing things slightly differently from how you usually do them. Step number four is actually schedule in your self-care. Make sure that you're in your calendar and that you protect that time uh, so that you are taking care of yourself so you can still do everything that you need to get done without feeling totally depleted. And then step number five is schedule something nice for the end of the busyness. So something to take care of yourself in a non-food way that you can look forward to through the week. And that is like a way of treating yourself or giving you a a reward for your hard work that will hopefully circumvent your brain's suggestions of using food for that purpose. All right. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope that you have a fantastic week. Please share this podcast with anybody that you think would benefit from it. I appreciate getting the word out. And thank you to everybody who's left reviews for the podcast. Again, I really appreciate it. If you haven't left a review and you're enjoying it, I would love it if you took the time to do it. Uh, And while you're there, remember to hit the subscribe button so that you get all of the new episodes as soon as they come out. All right, have a fantastic week, guys. We will talk to you later. And now for a quick disclaimer. This podcast contains general education information on weight loss for physicians. I'm not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing.